Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Death Note. Today we will be discussing episode 2, titled Confrontation. Alright, bunch of stuff going on in this episode, a lot of chess pieces being put on the board, uh, getting further and further and further into setting everything up for this story. Uh, let's just get right into it. So, this episode starts off, and a big thing, a big deal in this episode is the legend of this mysterious killer passing righteous judgment on the world's criminals via mysterious heart attacks is spreading. People are figuring out that this is a coordinated deal, that someone is killing these people. Uh, People are kind of spreading this legend around. Uh, We gave him a name. He is called Kira. Uh, That is Light Yagami's alias now. Uh, And, you know, there's a lot of contentious debate happening. Uh, The police are just launching an entire investigation into him, trying to take him down. More on that later. Uh, Criminals are running scared. Uh, People on the internet are going nuts over this dude. People on the internet are going nuts over Kira. They love Kira. They love what he's doing. They love what he stands for. Yeah, you're taking away the criminals. Like, killing all the bad guys. Yeah! And... There is this amazing scene where Light Yagami says, like, yeah, this is just how humans are when looking at a Kira website. And he's explaining to Ryuk sort of the psychology uh, that humans get into when discussing this type of stuff. How in publicly... uh, In publicly? What? Publicly. (laughs) If they are asked, does someone deserve to die, they'll give the politically correct answer of... No, no one deserves to die. Uh, yada, 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 life is precious. Da, 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 da. They'll keep up appearances because they're worried what people will think. But if someone's in private on, say, like an anonymous message board, 
then they'll then their like true thoughts will come out and they'll be like yeah kill these people oh they're the terrible ones like oh kill these criminals like they don't deserve to live they're horrible they're monsters they're evil like and they will be a lot more radical their true thoughts when they're covered by the anonymity of the internet will bubble up to the surface and i gotta say (laughs) uh so a little peek behind the curtain into my own life outside of this podcast uh i've recently been watching the hbo docuseries q into the storm uh it's about QAnon and how it sort of blossomed on 8chan uh and they've They've put out four episodes of the six they have planned to release. Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty decent. Uh, but I must say, after sort of diving deeper into QAnon and 8chan and how one very much bolstered the other, uh, how their stories are like just so linked and how the anonymity, the Anon part of the QAnon was so huge to its, to its like growth. In our culture, like, I gotta say, Death Note got this a little too right. <laughs> Death Note got this a little too right. Some people are psychos, they cover it up well in public, and then they get to the internet, and they get into these anonymous chat rooms, and they get into these anonymous message boards and these anonymous threads, and then they go nuts. And then they go insane. And that's when the creepos come out. Like, when when the shield of anonymity is protecting them, that is when people reveal their true selves. Like, Death Note got this way too right. And uh, fast forward to today, we got a bunch of crazy people worshipping some random person named Q. Just like in Death Note, we have a bunch of people worshipping some random person named Kira. Oh, there's also a really great subplot in this episode where Ryuk finally tells Light, oh, hey, by the way, if anyone else touches the Death Note, they can see me. Just so you know. And Light's just like, what the the hell? Why'd you wait this long to tell me? Why'd you wait this long to give me that very important information? What the hell? And then we sort of get Light setting up this elaborate, uh set up to sort of hide the death note and make sure no one uh no one finds it. So basically like he's got a drawer with a lock on it. The key is in the lock. So the key is just like hidden in the lock or not even hidden, just shoved in the lock, just there for anyone to turn and whatever. Open the drawer, there's just a normal diary there. Now most people that'll satisfy. There's just a diary Whatever, he wants to hide it in a locked drawer. Weird that the key's still there. Kind of bad at hiding things, but whatever. Satisfy, uh, satisfied curiosity. But then, there's also a little hole in the bottom. That you take the ink cartridge of a pen from. That's the real key. You shove the ink cartridge in the hole. That reveals that there's a false bottom that pushes up the false bottom. And the ink cartridge acts as an insulator, keeping a circuit from being completed. 
when the false bottom goes down, there's like a little rubber thing that's also stopping the circuit from being completed. But if uh, if neither of those things are there, if someone pushes the false bottom uh, without the without the circuit being broken, it activates this little uh, this little flaming ignition device and burns the Death Note. And if anyone asks, eh, I, I just wanted to hide the real diary. You can't prove anything. You can't prove anything. You just can't. Death Note burned. Death Note dead. Oh, well. Oh, which is, like, a really cool... This is the type of stuff I like with the character of Light Yagami. Just how, like, brilliant he is. How much he thinks through everything. He has plans on plans on plans on plans on plans. As does a certain other character we're about to talk about in a minute. But just he, like, thinks everything through. And I always love seeing Light kind of lay out all of his contingencies on contingencies on contingencies to make sure he will always win. He will always get away with it. But then, as I kind of mentioned, and this is sort of the main driving force of the episode, uh, we got the police, uh, the ICPO, I believe it's called, uh, basically launching this international manhunt for Kira. Like, they want to catch Kira, they want to stop him. And... No one knows what's going on. No one knows what any of this is. No one knows how the hell they're going to catch Kira. How Kira does what he does. How he's killing people. uh, How to narrow it down to someone in the world. Like, no one knows. And so they have to call this mysterious investigator called L. Now, basically, the quickest way I can describe L is he's basically anime Sherlock Holmes. (laughs) He's essentially the anime equivalent of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, He's this mysterious figure. No one knows who he is. Uh, He's just sort of someone in the shadows who shows up uh, and takes on certain cases that stump the police and that he's interested in. Uh, He will go in and solve the greatest mysteries of the world and put a stop to something. And L takes on this case. Uh, they agree to call in L, and L is just like, yeah, sure, I'm interested. I'm, I'm all in. And when addressing the police, he's just like, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so... Uh, Kira, we'll find him, we'll see what happens here, like, we'll stop these atrocious murders. Uh, also, I want to specifically cooperate with people in Japan, uh, because I'm pretty sure that whoever Kira is, they're Japanese. Or at least based in Japan. And everyone's just like, wait a minute, what, how could you possibly know that? How could you possibly know that Kira's Japanese? And I was like, hey, want me to help? Shut the hell up! <laughs> all, uh, all will be revealed in time, and then this all get this all comes to a head in this broadcast sequence. I love this sequence. This is kind of the first big moment where Kira and L kind of start their chess match. That 
just continues on throughout the show. Uh, you kind of get the big battle of wits that makes Death Note so perfect starting off. And so, broadcast comes up. A guy named Lind L. Taylor comes up and says, Hello, I am L. We are broadcasting worldwide, and I am going to tell Kira, I will find you, and I will stop you. Uh, you are, uh, horrible. You are evil. You are the worst. Uh, you're bad. And then Light's just like, I mean, yeah, I knew this was gonna happen. I knew this was gonna happen eventually. I knew they'd come after me. And I knew, (laughs) like, I knew at some point something like this would happen. And initially he's just like, Oh, I, I, yeah, let's see, let the games begin, like he's all taking it in, uh, all in good fun. And then, Lindell Taylor makes the mistake of saying, Kira, I think you're evil. And this sends light over the edge. This sends light just in a complete frenzy, like, how dare you? I, I am righteous fury, I am a god, anyone who... Uh, dares challenge me is evil. You are the evil one. And then just writes Lindell Taylor's name in big letters. And of course, uh, he collapses from his heart attack and Light's like, ha 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 ha, I won. And then the real L comes on screen. Uh, still in his anonymous state. And it's just like, okay. Well, that was, that, that was a success. That worked out fine. Uh, so, okay, now, uh, so, that guy, he was not the real L, I'm the real L, he was just some random criminal that the police grabbed off the street in secret, he was scheduled to be executed today, uh, there was no possible way you could have known who he was before this broadcast, so you thought he was me, there's no way you couldn't have thought he was me. So you don't have access to any high-level information. Also, uh, turns out you don't have to be there to kill. Turns out you don't, uh, need to have a physical presence. I'm very curious to find out as to how that's possible. I'm very curious to find out how you are able to do this. Uh, also, just, uh, one thing. We said this was broadcast worldwide? Nah. It's just in a region of Japan. So, yeah. Guess we confirmed you're Japanese. Guess we confirmed you're based in Japan. That narrows the search. Uh, oh, also, I know who your first victim was. I know your first victim was that uh, hostage taker from the daycare center. I know... That you targeted this person first. I tracked your MO back to him. And actually, this guy was fairly low on the totem pole of horrifying criminals uh, compared to your next wave of criminal targets. So I can deduce that this was merely an experiment. I can deduce that this was merely... Uh, you sort of testing out your method, your ability, whatever the hell it is 
you do that allows you to take these people out with mere heart attacks. So, uh, yeah. Checkmate. Win to me. Uh, we'll see each other again soon. Bye! Just a mic drop moment from L. And then Light just sits there in stunned silence and is just like, <laughs> let the games begin. Like, he's back to taking it in good faith and it's just like, oh, this should be interesting. This should be really, really interesting. I am really looking forward to seeing how the hell this goes. This'll be fun. Uh, and we we end the show with both Light and L giving, like, simultaneous uh, declarations that uh, they will hunt the other down and that they are justice, uh, just kind of immediately showing how Light and L are almost kind of... kind of cut from the same cloth, almost, to a certain extent. And so, yeah, the hunt for Kira is on. And this is where the show gets good. <laughs> this is where the show gets good. Uh, anyway, yeah, that, that, that's all for this episode. It was a real good episode all around. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday to Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in. As well, it's simple as just a push for a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time. If you feel so inclined to send those in, go over to Apple Podcasts, rate five of what? Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything you get through there. If you become a patron, you can also gain access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that's the work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow, we'll be discussing Episode 3. Talk to you then. Hey, guys. We have a lot of fun here discussing teenagers murdering people with magic notebooks. But while we sit talking about our favorite Japanese media, Asian Americans across this country are suffering from a monstrous wave of hatred discrimination, and violence. This type of bigotry is nothing new. It's existed for, well, pretty much as long as America has been a thing, but it has increased dramatically over the past year in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic and the hateful rhetoric of former President Donald Trump. Average, everyday Americans are being targeted every day for no reason other than the way they look, and they need your help. If you would like to help put an end to this horrific trend, please go to GoFundMe.com slash AAPI and donate whatever you can. That's GoFundMe.com slash AAPI. Thank you.